This recording was brought to you by Media One Audio Visual. To learn more about us, visit us online at MediaOneAudio.com. All right, guys, we're going to get started. I think we're a little limited on time. My name is Chris Curley. I work for the Harry Fox Agency. I work in business development. Thanks for attending Lyric Services. We're going to go over some, some general background information, um, talk about the relevancy of Lyric Services within the current digital music marketplace. Um, and we're also going to talk about some challenges in the market, where we see the market going over the uh, next couple of years, maybe long-term vision. Um, so... So the Harry Fox Agency represents over 46,000 music publishers and music catalogs for different rights to musical compositions. Most of the people in this room probably understand what musical compositions are, but they're essentially the songs, uh, the underlying songs within a recording. Um, the One of the more popular rights within, within the past couple of years we've been licensing for six years has been the rights to lyrics, whether it's the distribution or the reproduction of lyrics on uh, digital services. So we're here today with Stephen White from Grace Note, Daryl Ballantyne from Lyric Fine, and Max, Max, how could you, could you pronounce your last name? <laughs> Chachula. Chachula. So uh, if you guys can just start out and introduce yourselves, your companies, what you do with the companies, and, and a little bit about what you're currently doing in the lyrics marketplace. Sure. Hi, I'm Stephen White. I'm the Senior Vice President of Product and Content Management at Gracenote. Uh, for those of you that don't know Gracenote, Gracenote provides technology and services that power uh, much of the digital music ecosystem. We're probably best known for our media recognition technologies, and over the past many years, we've layered multiple additional content types and functionality on top of the basis of media recognition. Uh, most of you probably know us for our work in music, but we also do a tremendous amount of work in video with both movie and TV content. Uh, we got into the lyrics business quite some time ago. We like to consider ourselves the first legal licensee of lyrics content. Some folks on the panel may disagree. <laughs> but, uh, we've been at this for quite some time. Uh, and today have a, a lyric service that powers many of the largest brands in, in North America. All right. Uh, I'm Daryl Ballantyne. I'm the, one of the founders and the CEO of, of Lyric Find. Uh, we are completely focused on lyrics. That's all we do. Uh, we don't have any other business lines, so we concentrate on having a really good lyric service, really high quality uh, we also consider ourselves to be the, the first <laughs> licensee of it. But I mean, the, real, the reality is we were both working on it at the same time. And depending on how you define first, either one of us is right uh, so or wrong. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we also work with HFA. So when Chris was talking about licensing Lyric starting six years ago, that was when uh, they did the deal with us. Uh, and we've built it out since then. Uh, we're really focused on on quality of content. Uh, we have we that's our our big uh, concentration in the product that we offer is making sure that everything is accurate. Uh, and uh, you know it's been uh, been a fun six years of of building out this industry. Max, hi. We are the last. I mean, in the industry, <laughs> but not the least. 
So we launched the company January 2010. The, 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 the original idea came from what we saw to the market in the market. We, 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 we found there were two basically, you know, bugs in the market. One, uh, a worldwide licensing structure, which would mean if a site, a lyric site or a music services would have traffic, you know, coming from Philippines to Brazil or Italy, at that time it was not easy to, 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 to have a worldwide structure. So we started since from the beginning to reach worldwide agreement with the publisher, we will actually close the agreement. And the company has been much more focused, not only on the aggregation of the content. For example, we do aggregate actually more than five million lyrics because we work on a multi-language platform. So we localize the content. But we have focused ourselves much more on the matching algorithms, which means we see that the biggest problem is that the people are pissed off on searching lyrics on Google. It's a sort of bug, you know. They prefer much more to match their library with lyrics. So the typical action they try to do is to shuffle their music into an app and try to, to have the lyrics. So we've been focused especially on this aspect of, of, of lyrics. Thanks. So to, I guess, start off, we should probably, because there's different members of the audience, I know there are some content owners in the audience, there are some lawyers in the audience that represent different uh, deals within the lyric space, and then there are also digital distributors. What type of companies are you guys currently working with? Who do you have deals with uh, to distribute lyrics? So we work from with companies that kind of run the gamut from you know large websites um, like Metro Lyrics to uh, service providers who are providing lyrics as part of the service as they deliver either on demand or radio-like uh, functionality, Pandora, for example. Uh, and then uh, also work uh, with CE manufacturers who are trying to bring uh, lyrics into CE devices, whether that be connected televisions, car radios, portable devices. For us, we also, it's a wide variety of services that we work with. So uh, spanning many different platforms, our clients are people like Microsoft, Lyrics.com. On the mobile side, there's, there's Slacker, Shazam, uh, we license Cox Radio, M-Spot, uh, Universal Music, so we do all the lyrics on all of the official artist sites for Universal Music, uh, and really over, at this point, we are licensing over a thousand different websites, digital music services, and mobile applications uh, across every, every conceivable platform and every, uh, every location. We have approached the, 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 the market in a different way because, you know, actually the number of existing lyric sites in the world for surely not legalized, it's around 80,000. So there is no way if you want to get them all legalized that you should have an API, so an easy way to let them plug and play. The goal of Music Match, we don't want to do meeting. We don't like meeting. We prefer people just to go on our site take an API, make a test, and then pay directly. So we will approach it differently. So we have a lot of developers using, and we have, for example, some showcase coming, SoundTracker, which is an app, some actually Pandora-like apps that is actually using, you know, 
our API. We've been approached by a lot of company. So the goal, honestly, for us was not, you know, let's try to have as much client as we can, but the goal was let's try to provide the best matching on the market we could provide. For us, if you have like, you know, in your library, like California girls from Katy Perry remixed version and you try to find the lyrics and the system say, I'm sorry, I have not recognized. This is a big fault for us. So we try to be focused on matching and whatever. And we think that this would be the, the basically the, the killer app because we see the, the engagement of user much more on, on mobile than on web. And on mobile, I mean, people need to match their library with lyrics. You know, we have here somebody that thinks they made a great job to Wiki. And it's one of the example of people that shuffle their music into an app and then they want to have lyrics. And I, I think they don't even care if about web or about, you know, uh, any SEO strategy or whatever, you know. I should mention that, you know, we want to try to keep this as interactive as possible. There's a mic up here, and I know there are a lot of qualified people in the audience. So if anybody has any questions at any point, please don't hesitate to uh, stand up and, and shout. Carrie? Yeah. Sure. Chris, thanks for that invitation. So I'm wondering um, at this point, you know, along the lines of, you know, we have MP3, right? And then we have ID3, right? For a way to integrate metadata. So is there yet a standardized way for, for lyrics to get populated into metadata or any emerging standards for us to properly, you know, whatever, associate lyrics and therefore track them and, and tag them? Yeah, there, in MP3s, there there's a standard tag called the ID3 tag. Yeah. And in... Uh, and starting years ago, it was upgraded to the ID3v2 tag, which has a field in it for lyrics. So one of the licensing models that we have is the ability to embed lyrics into uh, an MP3 or into a, into a paid download so that the lyrics are then owned along with the song and can travel with it and be used. Uh, so if you put the lyrics into the ID3v2 tag or equivalent ones in, in other file formats, most media players will actually recognize that and display the lyrics uh, when you're listening to the song as well. And they'll also recognize timecode data and display them in sync uh, depending, on, depending on the player, but many of them do. So there, there certainly is a standard and it, it's something that is easily done. Yeah, note that that field is just a field, right? So you can drop anything in there. Any user can override or change that data. So. Yeah. Uh, what we're really focused on is within the actual lyric itself, how do you structure the lyric appropriately? And big focus for us on making sure you do the right things with the chorus and the refrain, and you don't just say refrain times three. You know, that doesn't work uh, for consumers. So it, there, there are structures within, you know, metadata formats and structures within our systems that are standardized. Each one of us approaches that a little bit differently. So there isn't yeah. a standard across the industry today that we all adhere to. Uh, so you will see differences, and we often hold this up as you know, a, a show of quality for us, or they do for them, in terms of what we think the right way is to display a lyric in yeah. terms of how I must sorry, specify that, unfortunately, it's a standard, but there's only one player supporting ID3, which is the iPhone, I, I mean, the iPod. There is no other player except few acts done that support ID3, that's for sure. 
So that's another bug of the industry. The more searched content, lyrics on the planet, I mean, the second most search, I mean, terms on Google. I mean, you can embed, I don't know, you probably know, you can embed the lyrics into an MP3 in the iPhone show, but that's the only player doing this. If you move these on your Windows Media Player or on an Android apps or a Winamp, whatever, it doesn't work. So that's I, another bug. Yeah, ID3 is actually broadly supported. So any, yeah. you know, any of the MP3 players out there support ID3. Some of them may or may not support the specific lyrics field within the ID3 v2 spec, but Packet Video, for example, which has one of the most broadly distributed mobile uh, players in the mobile space definitely supports ID3 and displays metadata from ID3. So yeah, I want to leave here thinking iPod's the only, you know, iPod or iPhone is the only device that supports ID3. That's yeah. not true. Yeah. So just to drill down one layer, if I could. Um, so, but talking about formatting, talking about other arrangement, right? It's you know whether it's HTML formatting or something. Has, is there yet anything emerging, or are you guys going to work together to sort of standardize the delivery of lyrics so people can have a consistent experience across platforms, across applications? For, for us, and, and I believe it's what Gracenote does uh, as well, we're format agnostic. We deliver the lyrics through our, our APIs or through data dumps as plain text, and then how they're implemented on the client side varies from case to case. So. They can be repackaged as a PDF. They can be repackaged as a website. They can be repackaged on a, onto a mobile device. Uh, but we basically conform to whatever the standard is for the platform that it's going on to, rather than trying to dictate a specific format that may not be compatible with that. And yeah, it's important to note that as B2B providers, there's a next level of control here that we're not in control of, right? So the ultimate delivery of that lyric to the end consumer very often is through that service provider or through that website. They make decisions about how they want to format that content. And we're not today prescriptive. We don't force them into a specific format in terms of how they display the lyric. There are certain rules that they have to adhere to in terms of not changing the content and not doing things like that. But if they want to, if they want to, you know, al allow the refrain and to be, you know, times three, they could do that if they wanted to technically. Yeah, and along so those lines. The answer lines, is no. There's no standardization currently underway. One one of the things that we do in in our new set of web services that we released in December is you can actually choose which format you want to display it in, whether it's the refrain times three or what we call the flattened format that just lists the whole lyric. So depending on the scenario, you may one may be better than the other. Uh, so we've we've built in the technology to just identify it and, and and expand or contract it depending on what the what the client wants. There's there's another aspect actually. Plain text is not a man uh, an official format. There's a problem. UTF-8 which is the normal format, is not supported by Japanese, for example. Which means that if you implement UTF-8, the Japanese lyrics won't work. So, I mean, this should be a new... It exists, for example, the LRC, which is the synchronized, the timestamp, the equivalent of um, the subtitle for lyrics, which is a standard. This has been supported by different player. But regarding the full text, you know, 
it does it doesn't exist a common you know specification and it's not a matter of plain text or whatever utf8 if you implement it it's okay but there are a lot of sites you see there are some accents you know some copyrights instead of a stuff like the japanese for example doesn't support utf8 so i mean you can use unicode or other other character sets to support yeah that, right? the point it's is to set it but probably it's not up to us you know to set up you know usually you know the ie standardization you know they define the standard for this kind of thing you have three main type of visualization of lyrics you know on a website on a mobile apps or mainly when you embed on id3 the lyrics so i want to go back to um talking about the value of lyrics and relevancy of lyrics within the c current digital marketplace. Um, it, each of you have clearly invested w in the space into becoming a lyrics distributor, either B2B or B2C. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you see is, is the value, whether or direct to the consumer providing lyrics or, or is the value as an add-on service to other companies? I think it varies depending on the individual service. I mean, we see a lot of value in Lyrics-specific services. Uh, we've licensed a lot of Lyric sites, whether it, it's Lyrics.com, Lyrics Mode, Lyrics Freak, Lyrics Bay, Lyrics, Lyrics whatever. We've, we've licensed a ton of them. And they provide a great customer experience for uh, just Lyrics and for focusing on that content because it is so in demand. The flip side to that, are other services that are not primarily focused on lyrics, whether it's Shazam or Slacker or Rhapsody, that we we license all of them. And lyrics aren't their primary focus. They're a great add-on feature to uh, create additional value in that subscription service or in that app application. So the content, as Max said, it's very much in demand. It's Google's most popular search term. There's a ton of traffic going for for lyrics, but it's not the be-all and end-all of any music service or every mu music service. In some cases, it's a really nice feature to have. In other cases, it's the primary purpose. So I don't, I don't think you can lump it into one or the other. In my person, in our personal opinion, we were, we were looking day by day at the, at the user, at the usage, at the, at the user. We are fascinated about the user experience, you know. Um, we don't think will work so much. Uh, first of all, the market is missing a lyrics destination, which means any any single lyrics, you know, you try to search you and on Google, you enter into a different lyric site and the experience, except really few of them, it's pretty horrible. If you talk with anyone, everybody's pissed off of big large pop-up coming outside of your screen promoting ringtones and stuff like this so it's clear i think to anyone and to the end user first that's not the best experience i mean think i was thinking about which is the content i need anytime to search for google for example weather no i have my destination weather.com i don't know soccer about results stuff like this i have my destination so the market is missing some important destination. 70, 80% of these sites receive traffic from Google. So when Google will change any of the algorithms, we, this site would probably piece it off. Then, mobile is pretty different. It's instant. Instant means that 
I'm in a concert, I want to have the lyrics, and I can have it. We, we, we run a, a test because, as you know, you know, that the, the idea of music match came also be because of this. In the, in the CD package, as you know, in the past, there was a booklet full of, of, of lyrics. This was probably one of the reasons people were buying, you know, the, 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 the CD. They don't put any more lyrics. The reasons are different because the package costs much more now. So, but there are still a lot of people that buy CD. And what happened is that they need to go back at home, search on Google, the lyrics from here. So we run a simple test. We put a barcode, we did it. And with, with a simple app, with a barcode, you simply put the barcode here, the app recognized, and it automatically generates a site with the lyrics of the Black Eyed piece, for example, here. So, if you actually buy CDs. I mean, the point is not CD or whatever. <laughs> the point is the experience for the end users because we run it at tickets, concert or whatever. So we should not think that the future is sites that receive traffic from Google because, you know, they should invest much more in the user experience, mobile, iPad or stuff like this, okay? So, so let me maybe the, take this one in a little yeah. different direction. So, you know, for us at Grace Note, you know, because we do so many things, lyrics is a, a very important but one piece of related content. Uh, what we're really focused on is creating that full user experience around enjoying your media. And that's, that's inclusive of cover art, you know, that we work with the labels to license, artist imagery that we work with, you know, directly with artists and with Getty to, to license, lyrics that we work with the publishers to license, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is all about creating that rich set of content for a consumer through whatever device they may be consuming their content, they're gonna get a rich, immersive experience with their media. We think we're at the very early days of this. You know, right now it's a very flat kind of experience. Here's an artist image, here's a lyric, et cetera. You can imagine as we start to create uh, things like mood-based imagery, as we start to create synchronization of the lyrics, um, as we start to uh, mine the lyrics for uh, data about what the, the theme, thematic elements are of that uh, uh, lyric, et cetera, you, the lyric becomes part of that creating that very rich, immersive experience for the consumer. So clearly a very important piece of a much larger puzzle. Mm -hmm. We think these guys are going to be very challenged focusing on lyrics alone. It's a, it's a challenging business if it's your sole focus. Uh, there's a lot of discussion about how hard it is to run a, a music service and how thin the margins are and how tough it is. And you don't hear this much in, in, in lyrics discussions, primarily because this is the first ever lyrics <laughs> discussion that there's ever we're been. <laughs> you guys were here, were here the first time ever. Yeah. You'll tell your grandkids about this panel. But, you know, just, yeah. you know, just to give you a real quick overview of how the business works, because I think it's important for you all to understand, is, you know, the publishers license the lyrics to us, you know, folks like Ralph Peer back here. Um, they provide us the rights to, much like a value-added reseller, to distribute lyrics on their behalf, and they take a percentage of the revenue for the right to do that. They don't give us the lyrics. So we have to go out and source the lyrics ourselves. 
we create the lyrics from scratch. There's a lot of QA and work involved in making sure that you create the lyric, QA the lyric, format the lyric, and you ultimately end up with a good you know, lyric product that goes into your database. There's hosting and delivering costs around managing and hosting and delivering that content. And of course, we go out and sell it to the marketplace. So at the end of the day, it's not a big money-making business in and of itself. I think you can survive, you know, we're early days with this business, so these guys, you know, have dreams on how you can turn this into bigger business and mazel tov for them if they can get there. <laughs> um, but for, at least for us, we view this as a piece of a much larger puzzle uh, where you're bringing multiple pieces of content together in a converged service environment that is all working together to create an immersive experience for the end user. In terms of revenue? Well, if they're web pages, absolutely, they're ad-based. And that varies widely. And I think that you all know, because most of you are in the music business, the day that that song is released, or even better, the day before that song is released and someone's heard it on the radio, the demand for that lyric is very high. We see yep. that window happening in increments. So there's really a two-week window where the demand curve is at its highest, and then it starts to dissipate from there. CPMs for that page vary widely, depending on who the media outlet is. Uh, when we first launched Yahoo, they were getting CPMs in the 80 to $90 per page, which is tremendously high. 80. Eight zero yeah. to $90 a page, okay? now. That's tapered off very quickly. <laughs> and, and, and as there's more providers in the marketplace, you know, what we're doing is we're beating each other up over price very often. So we're eating into our own margins to win business. Uh, what's that, what that's meant is you know, that CPM uh, has gone down significantly from that high when we first started this business. And I don't know, you guys can talk about what you're seeing, but we're seeing roughly an average dollar CPM to 75 cent CPM for lyrics these days. So is it strictly a, a pricing game between the three of you or is are, are there other differentiators between each product? I think I think there's certainly other differentiators. Uh, you know, if price price was an issue, I mean we have a model that's called lyrics for free and that should tell you all you need to know about the price, but there's a lot more to it than that. For us, obviously quality of content is a big thing. Uh, the level of integration that you can do is another big thing for we're, and what uh, what Stephen was saying about it being a piece of a bigger puzzle is certainly true and and we have a really close partnership with Rovi and tie in with them and, and do a lot of stuff with them and with with their clients to have the lyrics be a piece of the the overall services that are generated also the way that you integrate uh, you know, we have lots of options whether it's it's APIs, data dumps, uh, all the, the, the speed of the APIs, the search functionality that we provide. Uh, we have, through our Lyrics for Free program, we have an ad network that we've built up to monetize lyrics as well. So anybody that we license uh, the lyrics content to has access to that ad network and the ad buys that happen through there to help them monetize their pages to cover the licensing co costs. 
So there are a lot of extra features and extra things that we do and everybody else does to differentiate so it's not just about, about price. It's certainly about service. It's certainly about quality. Uh, and it's, a, it's about uh, the level of licensing that you have the coverage, and there are a, a ton of, of other factors. But we do beat each other up over price, uh, certainly. But we also have, uh, have some restrictions on that from the publishers. So the publishers are starting to more and more control the pricing that we're able to offer because if we beat each, up, each other up over price, everybody loses. You know? And we shouldn't really be competing over price. Uh, as much it should be more service based well we, we we do operate in much more country for example and the cpm rates are different country by country what's his what is one dollar in us in spain it's 30 cents what is one dollar in us can be probably compared on, uh, on on uk i don't know much of you knows that but the most important country in terms of lyrics request it's philippine so india the demand is, is coming is coming from this side, so we cannot charge them for sure, you know. How, how are you India. measuring that of curiosity that Philippines is the most? I mean, you important. measure if you go on, on Google and you measure and you ask Google on Google Trend to see lyrics, what most of the country are. Are you talking about per capita or overall volume? If you go on Google Trend, it's a very transparent tool. And if you put the lyrics and they show up the first country where the query are coming it's philippine if you go on alexa and you see metro lyrics the top lyrics country you will see that country like india or philippine which is very normal especially for english side because these are the country where they speak english so we for example forced the publisher to build a pricing structure different per country because otherwise there's no, no possibility to legalize you know the site we've discovered that the, the majority of the lyric sites are not pirates these guys want to simply make a, a sustainable business so on mobile it's pretty different cpm rates are bigger but there's another problem would you license an app that costs just two dollars and let the person to browse the lyrics for the entire rest of his life so that's another problem, for example. Max, I just wanted, wanted to hop in on something that you just mentioned. Um, one of the biggest challenges that I think m companies face right now in the lyrics space is piracy. So how these com there are com many companies out there which are providing lyric services to the consumer, mostly standalone lyric services, for uh, m relatively nothing free free lyrics ad supported and my experiences with speaking with publishers is that most of those publishers aren't receiving any revenues from those services so how in the world in the worldwide market are we able to monetize lyrics and say that they're not pirates yet the publishers at the same token aren't receiving any of the revenues revenues to, to, from those services I, I think if and maybe we, we all agree about this first of all we need an involvement by big players like Google Apple because that's for sure Google is the only one making money on on, on, on a legal side because you know they're full of AdSense stuff like this they came from SEO stuff like this 
So uh, this is the involvement we need. And then we need to try to, you know, a kind of, uh, you know, elastic, you know, uh, pricing structure, you know, the publisher want a revenue for a content, they never had revenue. So if we put up huge minima and price, we won't be able, you know, to, to license and give anyone the, 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 the lyrics at least. It's a question. We, we can't because uh, we don't own the rights. It has to be the rights holders. But there is actually somebody here in the second row that does do the policing. Uh, and that's, that's Ross Cherup there. Maybe, Feel free to speak, maybe, Ross. Do you, do you want the microphone? Maybe you want to talk a little bit about policing efforts? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, hi, I'm Ross Jarrett. I'm with the law firm of Arendt Fox. Um, and I do do anti-piracy work uh, for music publishers. Uh, and I take down, I try to take down illegal lyric sites, um, mostly in the United States. I do send cease and desist letters to a lot of illegal sites overseas, but that's, I'm trying to use moral suasion there, uh, which is <laughs> most of these sites are not moral, they're immoral. Um, but in the United States, we have the uh, DMCA, the yeah. Digital Millennium Copyright uh, Act, and we are able to take down uh, a number of the uh, illegal sites. Uh, we've, and we've started taking down sites about uh, three, four years ago. We've taken down um, more than 100 illegal lyric sites in the, in the United States. Uh, legal tab sites, legal sheet music sites, but it's a, a difficult task. And the biggest sites are offshore, and they use ISPs that are outside of the country. So it's very difficult for us to do that. Um, but we keep trying, and uh, now that there's a license in place, and licenses are available from uh, all of these gentlemen, uh, we're hoping that we will be able to uh, get more sites to uh, to take licenses. We've also started bringing lawsuits against uh, websites in the United States. We took a site down, Lyric uh, Wiki, uh, and that drove some business to these folks. And we're suing a Thank fellow named Brad, Green <laughs> <laughs> Brad Greenspan, uh, who had ran the Live Universe uh, sites, and we're still waiting for a judgment against him, but we did get an injunction to take his sites down. So uh, it's, it's a difficult battle, but we're, we're helping uh, as much as we can. Okay. Can I ask you a question, Ross? Sure. Um, I can understand the DMCA giving you the right to request that specific material be taken down from a site, but how are you shutting down the entire site if it has material which yeah. is not infringing on someone's copyright? Well, I'm, I'm, on most of these illegal sites, virtually all of the lyrics are copyrighted. And what we do is we focus on the ISP. Uh, the DMCA does provide that if the site is a repeat infringer and you notify the, the ISP that the uh, site is a repeat infringer, they lose the safe harbor under the DMCA if they don't enforce their repeat infringer policy. And if you tell them 
four or five times that the site is <laughs> infringing, they they will they will take down the site, or they will tra tell the the site to transfer all of their uh, illegal lyrics to the, to Canada. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Dan. Blame, free country, blame Canada. Really. Blame Canada. We, we take anyone in Canada. Yeah, there you go. So, so note that the first, you know, very often what happens here is these folks get a letter from someone. And, and, and the, the first thing they do is they pick up the phone and they call us, or they call these guys. Uh, because many of these folks would much rather license than go through the pain of having to take down their site, which may be a primary revenue driver for them. And the conversion process has driven a lot of our customer bases to date. So it's, it's, a, it's a, a symbiotic relationship as this entire business is. And it's very important that the publishers continue to enforce their rights because only through enforcing their rights do they teach the appropriate behavior and convert what I would call pirates into uh, lawful, licensed. Uh, yes. one, one of the things we've, we've tested um, in Europe was pretty interesting, is that usually since the track is released, let's make an example, Judas, Lady Gaga, since the moment the track has been released, we all know that the track is already available into any, any pirate, uh, email or whatever. But we got by, we did it with uh, uh, Sony Publishing in few country, in exclusive, some lyrics, we were sure there were n no one, you know, was exploiting, well, no one had these lyrics, okay? What happened is the site, the legitimate site, using music match, using these lyrics, they simply top up, you know, in Google, in the SEO, so they got a lot of benefit. But then what happened that all the others we're scrapping the lyrics from that. You cannot avoid, I mean, the, the fact that you, you scrap lyrics from, the, from this. I continue, my theory is not to sue anyone, but to involve Google. Google has a DMCA policy that say that any copyrights, any, 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 any publisher should fill out the, the, the DMCA pol policy. I don't know if any of you have never tried to to fill the DMCA policy, you need to put the single URL per single content infringing in a small form. <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's tremendous. Okay? So, so Max, your business model, from what I understand, is slightly different than, than Daryl's and Steven's in that rather than waiting for, or maybe not even waiting for the, the takedown to come from Ross, you're out working with some of these companies to try to get them to embrace your API. Um, have you had, I'm sure you've had conversations with the rights holders about your approach to the market. What's been their response and their elasticity of willing to do deals with different price points in different territories? And what are the challenges that you're facing there? Well, we have, for certain on them. The API at least is nothing. It's just a way to plug, you know, API is not public. It's a private key. I do share the content. It's probably the most secure way to share the content, it is just a technical way to implement. That's and, all. And are you validating the, the clients that you're that we are signing some, up on your We site? have some, you know, um, pre, uh, pre-approval with some of them. We'll build up a process with the, with the publisher and they should explain the intent of use for the API for, for, for the lyrics uh, and then we go approve or not. For example, we, we, we don't allow as the others to put the lyrics in, con in conjunction with uh, illegal streaming, like the groove shark or stuff like this. So, I mean, we respect certain limitation of these. The process is working good, at least, you know? At least the way of, I mean, if we wanna 
get 80,000 sites being legalized, we cannot respond to the phone. I mean, we cannot talk with them. Question? Yeah. <coughs> well, just while we're speaking to the music match. Hi. Um, uh, I don't really know who you guys are. I've, I've been familiar with these guys, so I've seen you guys on panel after panel after panel, but you guys are new to the game, music match? Music match? Yeah. It's oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Making sure you're awake there. All right. Cool. Um, <laughs> could, you, and, and could you just mention your name and where you're uh, from? I'm Allie. Uh, where am I from? I do a lot of different things. You guys have known me. Some of you know me on different levels. Right now, I'm doing marketing for Stage It. Uh, we're here representing, if you guys know, uh, the new live platform, performance platform online, Stage It, S-T-A-G-E-I-T.com. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> that's all all right <laughs> anyway, anyway so if anybody wants to talk to me about that anyway um uh i, I am uh I'm, I'm sorry music match so you're you're a new uh, provi uh provider with lyrics and stuff like that like i said I'm, uh i just want to ask a couple of questions since you're new to the game and and, and what you're bringing in and i've been i was checking out your site and i was um do you guys have any licensing in place yet yeah you do yeah do you have a, do you have a lot of licensing or what's the question? I mean, well, I'm asking like what is what are you guys bringing to the game now that you guys are new that you guys are you know you got lyric find and grace note and other things. What is the new thing you guys are bringing to the game? The value like I noticed that your user content might be a little low, but wondering if you have a lot of licensing in place and if there's uh, if that's. <sighs> I, I, I didn't get your question. If we have agreement with the publisher, yeah, no. If you got a bunch of agreements going on, yes, I saw on the are. back of your shirt you say you got five million. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm just wondering if the, you've got all the licensing in place for that yes, with the publishers. But I mean, I would consider this this kind of question pretty stupid because well, wow. Let's let's, because, let's uh, because, I'm not sure asking about licensing is a stupid because, question because because we we all know you are a friend of of, of lyric fun and whatever, and you know me very well. You should make me another question. No, no, why, no, no, I don't want to ask no, you no, another no, question. You the right well, question. Let's, let's, because that's the kind of things that it's well prepared, you know. The question no, you should it's, make. No, it's not. No, I'm well, let me I'm, tell you, let me tell on. you, if you are in the music industry. Oh, no, because I'm not. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's wrong place I think Max, has, let, let Max respond. I think let, he should okay. respond because uh, since from the beginning I got to your point. Two points, five million lyrics, okay, compared with the others. We make a lot of comparison with the others saying that we have more lyrics why because we do cover much more language okay second point we have built a licensing structure which is called the escrow which is very very beside the dmca it's very actually you know the five million lyrics for sure are not unique lyrics okay because if you are in the music industry you know that lady gaga could have sing you know Remixed version, featured version, all of these. Okay, so if you want to point me that some of the lyrics we could not have been licensed, I could tell you that the, these, there's the DMCA policy, so there's a takedown policy, and we do something that no one do. We do have an escrow system by which anything we monetize and we don't have the rights for, we keep the money and we give the money back. Okay, so. We, we all, we all the, do that. These, these, yeah, these, yeah, we, we all have that. escrow systems. Okay, these were okay. Well, we're good prepared these kind of questions. But hey, you period. know what? This is not prepared. I don't. I know both these guys. They're both. Uh, yeah, so, you know, sure. But you know what? I just want to know, know I, what I, you're I, doing. I don't That's know all I ask. I don't know what's the point you want to see. I think 
you're beating around the bush, and why don't we just come out and say it? You don't have licenses with all the majors. You're trying to get them. That's fine. You, you don't. See, you see, Chris, that, that, that was prepared. You no. So I obviously, mean, I can jump in because I know. I, what all I, your, I, I your came to this panel is. because Chris, I love Chris. You know this kind but, of approach, but uh, well, these kind of things. Yeah, I don't the, like this kind of thing. So let's if, let's. I mean, if we need let, to, let's address it head on, Chris. If we need to go through this way, I will leave the panel because I, you know. All right. Well, so these kind so, of things, well prepared, it's pretty. So pretty Max, you, let let's talk about what. You want to address the issue slightly because we've talked before about who you're licensing with and you you do have deals in place and, and you could talk about your your worldwide li licensing structures. Okay. First of all, I'm not here to talk about the deal I have or Well, I think to, I, I think it's honest, important okay? because I think I think yeah. that and but and I think you sh you, you both uh, the other panelists should should speak up because one of the largest challenges in, in licensing the lyric space is, is obtaining the rights from the publishers. Okay. And I know that I know that all three of you have, have done a lot of work in speaking with rights holders. Um, and why don't we reframe this, the question and let's talk a little bit about what are the current challenges in the licensing landscape, how you're approaching them. But and I, 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 I think I should respond basically because you make me a question and it seems okay. we don't have the rights to be here. Rights are public. We have deal with Sony Publishing, Universal Publishing, with the Cobalt Music, with BMG Rights. Then these guys try to approach Warner and EMI to not license us, so we will license. So I think it's all prepared, this kind of question, okay? I don't need to lie, okay, about anything. We spend a lot of money we, to help the publisher to monetize this content. We want to have much more every day. If anyone is pissed off about our, our model, man. It's that we so, want to help the industry. So, so I, have a, I have a question for you. And I want to reply to a question for you, Chris. I, I told you since from the beginning that someone like him organized would be look, tried look, to. If, so if, if you again, don't want to answer tough questions about your model will, and your licensing answer, and how you represent yourself, that's question. fine. But... I, I, I'd be happy to tell you what Grace Nuts did. <laughs> it took us four and a half years to get our licenses. It's yeah. very hard to do. It takes a lot of time. Exactly. We've done all of our licensing direct, which is different, I think, than everyone else here. You know, we do work with with Harry Fox uh, as well, but we've got you know 400 plus agreements in place, covers over 30,000 publishers, all the direct, all the majors we have direct licenses with. Uh, and it's 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 hard to do. So you know, I appreciate it's a, it's an important topic because it speaks to the services that you're allowed to offer, the amount of content that you're allowed to offer. Our licenses are specific to North America. We are actively worth working to expand them. Question? Yeah, a question and a comment. I just, for me personally, this conversation is getting very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I would just like to say, you know, I I personally paid money to be here, and exactly. I'm interested in, in a much flatter conversation about the lyrics marketplace. Mm -hmm. As far as you guys' rights, all of you to you know, you know, expound upon your 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 differentiation and how your models work for you better. I just am getting a little uncomfortable about what feels like a little bit of a, an argument amongst yourselves about why you think your model is better. And I just, just my personal comment, you can all disagree with me, but it's just, I'd like to keep this as, you know, an open marketplace. We're sure. all trying to, to do stuff in this space. And obviously, you know, competition is competition. That's yeah. healthy, right? Mm -hmm. But let's just keep the tenor of the conversation more to something that's a little more, you know, inclusive and supportive and positive. I just really appreciate that. Thank you. So I, you can't talk about lyric services and you can't talk about uh, 
distributing legal lyrics without talking about publishing and publishing deals. So one of the one of the more important issues is where the marketplace is going. So with within publishing, how do you think that the publishers should be working with you guys and structuring what what are the structures within deals that you think need to be supported in order to see the lyric space flourish? I, I think it's tough. There's a lot of different models and we've tried for years and Grace Note has tried for years to do various different licensing models at various price points that the publishers have, have wanted us to try to, to enforce. Some of them have worked and some of them haven't. Uh, there are models that we've had licenses to do for five years and haven't been able to sign a single client up under those. And, uh, and gradually now the publishers are becoming more and more flexible to do realistic deals and, uh, and start to change those price points uh, for the things that aren't working. There are lots of things that are that are working, uh, but but a few that don't. And we've gone back to a lot of the publishers. You know, we frequently have conversations with companies that are doing something that's a little bit different, that doesn't fit into our set licenses or our, our set models that we have with the publishers. And we're finding that they're being more and more receptive to experiments and different types of, of deals. So I, I think it it's just a matter of flexibility from the publishers to to do workable deals uh, and and adjusting. It's a constant adjustment. It's a new market, really. We, we kind of created this market six years ago. Uh, it didn't really exist. So and actually, I see Ralph has his hand up back there. Maybe he wants to talk a little bit about sure. it from the publisher side. <laughs> yeah. Let it fly, Actually, I, I wanted to take the conversation in a different direction, but I, I do want to put in that I'm a little uncomfortable too, and I want to make it very clear that escrowing is not licensing. They are not the same thing, and that I must tell you that if people use our lyrics without talking to us first, I'm disinclined to do business with them in the future. Uh, licensing comes first. Uh, that having been said, um, the direction I wanted to go in is a little bit on more on the creative side of things. I wanted to hear more about the translations and I wanted to understand whether everyone credits composers when they issue licenses to your, or issue lyrics to your final users. Yes. The translations, sorry, Han? Yes, what, on you mean yes, on that the whether you include composer information in Com in composer case. and publisher credits are required in every single one of our deals. Same here. And did you have another question about translation? Well, I, I'm, I'm interested in the global license because I I agree that that's really the the way to go. But I'm interested in this issue that you say uh, each country has is is language sensitive and how you deal with that. What do you mean it's language sense it mean it, that I mean each single country as they, they they have their own repertories Italian Brazilian Spanish I understand whatever. but what what do you do with a Lady Gaga song in no, I'm not talking about Lady Gaga song in this well, you did talk about Lady Gaga songs as I recall so I think I think Ralph one of the things that Ralph was asking correct me if I'm wrong is that so if if there was an Anglo-American uh, piece of comp or composition um, a Lady Gaga song and it was in a, and a user in Italy wanted to access that composition or the lyrics of that composition, would you then translate, is the question was, would you no. then translate the lyrics? 
But we, I never talk about translation. I would never. No, do. no we're I, not I, allowed I agree with that. I, we're, I we're not allowed to do translation. So, Rob, we, yeah. we, yeah, we've okay, been doing a lot of work with translation. It's very challenging, as you know, when you look at a global ecosystem. Uh, there are a lot of nuances to every language, and you know, f especially when you're talking about slang and phraseology that is very specific to a given culture, it's very hard to translate that. Uh, so what we've found is that you know, mass translation into multiple markets simultaneously is challenging, uh, probably not possible in the short term. But taking a market-by-market market approach is definitely uh, possible, doable, and is something we're actively working on. So in the territories that you're researching, do you, do you see that the users ha are more inclined to want to view the lyrics in their, in their native language? or I think it, it varies. Uh, you know, uh, the market research that we've either done ourselves or have partners that have done shows a, a mix of, of folks. You know, when there's a, a country where English is pretty broadly spoken, uh, very often they're okay viewing a lyric in English because they understand the content. In countries where English is not as broadly spoken, yes, they absolutely want to understand what their favorite artists are saying. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's a reasonable distinction when you post a translation to market as a translation rather than as a lyric, because lyri songs vary from country to country in, in their native lyrics, where a professional lyric writer has added a song could be an entirely different subject matter in a different uh, in a different language. Uh, so if you take the English original uh, and market that it's a translated version, I think it's quite different than saying this is the Afghani lyric. Or yeah, right. and, the, and the, yeah. Big, the big barrier here to doing this has been primarily the desire by some publishers to have song-by-song song approval of those translations, right. which, you know, it, that, that just doesn't scale. It's not going to work. It's so. not just a publisher, though. Yeah, yeah sometimes it's the, it's the songwriter. Yeah. Sure, sure. Sure, sure, understood. It, there, there's a lot of concern, and, and rightly so, from the publishers that if just anybody is, is doing a translation, that suddenly a song that's, uh, you know, that's a children's song gets translated poorly, and now it's about sex. Hmm. It, well, it's a, it's a genuine concern on the behalf yeah, of the composers. Yeah, it's completely valid. there are many valid. very, very respected composers who object to it because of that reason. My, my view to Stephen's point is that if you have a, an absolute right of takedown, if something's objectionable, it might help. But, um, yeah, we, and we always have that for any content. That's important. Over. For our licensing yeah. structures, we can take any piece of content down at any time. You know, that's a flow through from the publisher agreements. That's the same for our uh, cover art deals, for our artist image deals, et cetera. Any piece of copyrighted content, at the end of the day, the copyright owner has the right to ask us to take it down, and we will. Yeah. I think that's actually the, the end of the panel. We're just really scratching the surface of a lot of the issues that, that surround lyrics distribution, uh, and I, hopefully this won't be the last panel that we have. <laughs> um, but I appreciate everybody first coming out. The <laughs> if the first. If you guys have any more questions, feel free to approach the panels directly.